In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you in a rut? Do you feel like you need a, maybe a new routine? Well, when you feel spiritually in a rut, the common response is to do something new. Do something new in this world. If you're feeling a depressed or sad, get yourself a new hobby, they say. Or maybe you're not meeting your goals. So maybe a new thing is to wake up an hour earlier in the morning and go to bed at a more decent hour. If you're feeling down or maybe you're tired of monotony, maybe it's time to make that purchase you always wanted. There seems to be so many, well, easy fixes for feeling down in the dumps, in a rut. And some of them, at first, they seem very wise. And to your understanding, the easy fix, well, it, it's made you feel better before. It's even made you smile before. So it must be able to work again, right? And after all, you've always been self-sufficient, so you can figure it out. And now, after mustering up all your willpower, and after you've collected all wisdom from your most recent Google search, you're ready to start on Monday. Or is all this just another burden to carry? We already have burdens at home, burdens at work, burdens at school, burdens even here at church. I bet you could begin to name them all. And to handle these burdens that weigh us down into a rut, we try to come up with fixes. We fix these burdens before and we can fix them again. God the Father, as we learn today, hides things from those who deem themselves self-sufficient. From our gospel, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. If you do not acknowledge your primary need for God, you'll never get out of the rut. You'll never get a new beginning. But you may think you're pretty faithful. You don't need a new beginning in Christ. You may look back on that time in your life when your faith was really strengthened by the Holy Spirit. And since then... Things are going great. So you may think that you're not in a rut at all. You may think that you've got a good bit of your life figured out. You've got a plan, and it's succeeding. My friends, this person I've just described, which is all of us at times, Jesus calls them the wise and understanding. 
We give ourselves that name whenever we proclaim self-sufficiency. And it's deadly to think that you are self-sufficient. It's deadly to think that you are not in a rut every single day when you roll out of bed and your feet hit the floor. We do this when, well, when we think that God is just part of life's plan. We do this when, when we think that Jesus Christ is to fit nice and neatly into parts of your life. Or even into just certain times of the week. This is true of people in scripture too. As they speak of Jesus. Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are John, a good prophet, a decent preacher. For many in Scripture, Jesus was just another part of their religious system. Jesus as part of our religious system. Jesus' part in our religious system is not as simple as the schedule in the back of your bulletin. It is to put, this is to put Jesus into a category, into your life, to feel that, well, when Jesus' time is, Sunday morning, Wednesdays during Advent and Lent, and other occasions during Christmas and Easter, when you put borders around Jesus, the Father responds by hiding the message from you. Why? Because the Father speaks through the Son. It's true at any time of day. Even in the, what seems to be the smallest things. Like when you're driving somewhere, like I do, sometimes you like to put on music, a little classic rock or maybe even country. You think it's relaxing. So do I. But well... You can never really expect true wisdom from the Father at any given time you are not listening to his Son. It's an impossibility. If we do not acknowledge the need for God and the words of the Son, we are also not one of the little children. You want to get out of a rut? You want a new beginning? You want to have these burdens gone, the ones that are holding you down? Be a little child. Be an infant. Now, babies, while we often describe babies in a very positive, happy manner, innocent, free from pride, well, why are they innocent? Why are they pride-free? Not because of the infant himself, but because an infant depends on grace alone. But an infant in Scripture is described not by what they have, but by what they do not have. An infant does not have self-sufficiency. An infant does not have wisdom and understanding. What does an infant actually have for themselves? Poverty. Pure, perfect poverty. 
Today, my friends, God reveals to you your infancy. The little children in our gospel today are infants. Infants. Infants, as described by Christ, are the exact opposite of those who deem themselves wise and understanding. Infants are entirely and utterly dependent on the grace of parents and others that care for them. Little children of God are entirely and utterly dependent on their Father in heaven. To you must be given the knowledge to know this about yourself. Acknowledge your weaknesses. Acknowledge your foolishness. Fully realize and grasp on to your poverty. This begins in true, pure repentance. True repentance is simply realizing your true poverty. Now, the next part of the message is only for little children. Those of us who continue to deem ourselves as wise and understanding will garnish no good news from the following verses. Why? Well, there's a great paradox going on here. It is only when you realize your foolishness and weakness that in Christ you become truly wise and truly strong. Do not realize your poverty, and your Father, the Lord in heaven, will hide these things from you. Just like people who think they are healthy do not seek a doctor. People who think that they are rich do not seek daily bread. And grown adults do not think that they need to learn how to walk. But little children do. Realize your poverty. Be as a little child. And you will have the ears to hear these words of Christ. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one, the fa and no, no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The Father is always at work. The Father also only works for us through Jesus Christ. God and His grace, His grace alone, takes the initiative of making disciples. And this, as it says, is for anyone to whom the Son chooses. And who does the Son choose? Little children. All are invited to become little children. All are invited to realize their poverty. All are invited to believe in the one true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to provide for all their needs. And then our divine Lord speaks to all who have realized their true poverty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear this. Come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, 
for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you have repented and unloaded these burdens to the Lord, you realize, wow, you've been carrying a pretty heavy load. And what does a little child need more than anything after bearing such a burdensome load? Rest. To cease from laborious, heavy loads. How does Christ give you rest? He puts a yoke upon you. From this easy yoke, you learn from Jesus Christ your utter need and dependence on God every single day as you roll out of bed and your feet hit the floor. You receive from this yoke true wisdom that your realized sins of self-sufficiency were simply not righteous at all. And from the easy yoke of Scripture, you realize that in the knowledge of and understanding that he gives to you is the righteousness that your poverty so deeply desires and needs. The easy yoke forgives you all your sins. The easy yoke of Scripture calls, gathers, and enlightens you and keeps you with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. When you realize your poverty, you receive the riches of God, one on the cross. The riches of God that are inherited by the Son are the same riches that you too shall inherit. How does Christ give you rest? He does the hardest work of all time. Jesus suffered, crucified, died, and was buried. Forsaken by the Father, so that you did not have to face punishment for your sins. Your sins are forgiven. Be an infant, and you will receive God's grace of a new beginning every single day. There's your new routine. You cannot climb out of a rut yourself no more than an infant can. So, when you roll out of bed and your feet hit the floor, immediately realize that you are but a little child. Repent and completely depend on the grace of God the Father, revealed to you by the yoke of the Son of God, that gives to you forgiveness, life, and salvation. In Jesus Christ, God will pull you out of your rut. Every day. And the old Adam in us, may it be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires. So that in you may a new person emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. And so also, our church groups like the LWML, they do the work of Christ. And here's how. In their work in Christ, they take on some pretty heavy work so that the burden on others may be lightened. 
That's the gospel. Personally, I mean, I know that without the LWML, the burdens that are carried through seminary as a student would have been impossible for us to carry alone without them. And even in our community. Imagine the burden of trying to afford clothes for your child and then having that burden immediately swept away when the LWML yard sale only asks for donations. That's the gospel. And we are Christians. Now, I'm not saying that in your Christ-like work that you are to march to the cross and die like Jesus did. That's impossible. But we repeat the pattern, don't we? We do heavy lifting to ease the burden on others because that is what Christ has done for us. So when we know when there is any burden, such as here in the church, we work together to lighten that burden. It may be a spiritual burden. Someone is mourning. It may be a financial burden. We work together to lighten the burden. Why? Because of the gospel. Because Christ has lightened our burdens. I pray that the LWML and all of you who do the works of Jesus Christ continue to carry out and preach his good news so that we all may become like little children. Amen.